Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Travel Tales podcast with my good friend Pat Francis as the guest. And it's a special edition because uh, Pat made a movie and it has to do with travel and he's out raising funds to finish the editing. He's got an Indiegogo campaign for it. The movie is called Uplift, U-P-L-Y-F-T, and it's with a Y because in the movie he's utilizing the rideshare service Lyft. Basically, the movie in a nutshell, Pat and his friend uh, took Lyft all the way across the United States and interviewed their drivers along the way. It's a cool idea for a movie, and I can't wait to see it when it comes out. So I brought Pat in here to talk about the movie. I may have mentioned Pat before on this program because he also does the Rock Solid podcast, of which I'm a rotating co-host. And if you haven't been listening to that and you're a fan of rock music, well, you should. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com or download it on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. So anyway, here's Pat and I talking about his new movie, Uplift. Uplift. With a Y. With a Y. The first question is, people are going to assume that Lyft either sponsored it Mm -hmm. or... uh, you know, hired you to do it, mm-hmm. but that's not true. Currently, no. Although I will tell you that during the eight days that we filmed the documentary, I was tweeting about it and I was looping Lyft into the tweets. And I have a blue check. Don't ask me why. Yeah. But I do. So they were seeing them. And then like end of the second day, I got a, a message from Lyft, like a direct, a, what do you call it? DM, PM. Yeah. And I look at it and they said, it sounds like you're having an incredible journey out there. We've just put some ride credits into your account. So we used all those up. And then the next day or two days later, broom some more because I kept tweeting about it. <laughs> right. And then uh, like the fifth day, I messaged them. I'm like, hey, how about some more ride credits? And they gave. So they knew they knew we were doing it. And once they messaged me like that, we were able to tell each driver Lyft knows we're doing this. Wasn't a lie. Right. Doesn't mean they're, they sponsored us. They didn't. <laughs> But they still might. They still you know, might. You don't yeah. know. Nothing derogatory is said about Lyft, for sure. Why, okay. And the other question would be, why Lyft and not Uber? I just I use Lyft myself in my <coughs> personal life. I just like it better. Because I know Lyft is not in every market, are they? It's not. So when we were choosing uh, our route, do you say route or route? I think they're both okay. Like Caribbean and Caribbean. I think they're both okay. When I was in high school, kids would say hug a root, and that meant something different. Yeah, but you grew up in Mayberry. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so when we were choosing our route, we couldn't, the, the lift isn't down south, really. So we had to- So you took the northern route. Yeah, yeah, route. we went- um, Through through Colorado? We San, San Bernardino, Barstow, uh, Las Vegas, yeah, up through Colorado, ended up in Wyoming, and then across the top. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell the people the concept of the movie in a give the elevator pitch here. All right. The concept is, of the movie is uh, two guys attempt to travel coast to coast, 
Santa Monica to Boston exclusively with rideshare, and we used Lyft. That's what we did. Okay. And every day was cool, Mike, because we didn't know if we could actually do it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like every day it was like, all right, we're one, we're, we're one day closer. So was there ever a time that a driver said, no, nah, I'm not taking you that far? I'm not. I'll tell you this. Uh, the night before we left, we, we were, my friend Aaron Gould, he's the person that I did it with. And it was just the two of us, no crew, just GoPros. And, and Aaron has made short films and, and web series, so he knows all that kind of stuff. So um, the night before we left, I'm like, we should maybe call a Lyft driver and see if they'll let us throw the cameras in and see if this is doable. Called a driver. He said no. Oh, no. Called another driver. <laughs> he said no. In L.A.? In L.A. And I thought it would be easy in L.A. because everyone's like an actor or something. No, it's usually when you shoot things, they're the opposite. They're over it. They don't care. It's like, I'm not, I want to be part of your little video. That must have been the case. Called a third driver. He said no. But we still <laughs> took a ride because we went and, and ate. Then after we ate, we called a fourth driver. And it took a lot until he would let us throw the cameras up. So we did it. But he wouldn't sign a release. Ugh. So we were just able to look at the footage and see how it sounded and looked. So the next, you know, we get back to my house and we're like, I said, you might be going back to San Francisco tomorrow. <laughs> like no, yeah. Nobody's going to go for it. No. So we wanted to leave. We wanted to start in Santa Monica. We wanted it to start at the water and end at the water. Now, most people would say that's the end of the Route 66. And were you going to, was it, was there ever a point where you were going to go, we're going to do the old route 66? No, because there's not lift along the way. Ah, okay. So you went north. So we, we, we get a driver from my house in Woodland Hills down to Santa Monica. We don't ask him to put the cameras up because he's not going to be part of the film anyway. But as we're driving, we tell him the story, what we're doing. He's like, oh my God, that sounds awesome. That sounds so cool. Good luck to you guys. And then I said, now if we would have asked you to put the cameras up, he goes, I would have said no. <laughs> So did so, you learn from that there's a better way to ask or don't ask? Well, we just, <laughs> at this point, we still don't think we're going to be able to do it. So we get to Santa Monica, we shoot some B-roll, you know, the ocean, and, and we walk up to, uh, you know, whatever it is. What, what's, the, what's the main? PCH. PCH. The, yeah, it's PCH. Yeah. And we call our first driver, and the first driver said, oh, this sounds great. Yay. And so we had our first driver. And then we were like, okay, well, we can, it's doable if the drivers agree to it. And then we got our second driver. And every time you got a driver, it was like, all right, I think we can do it. Can. But by the third day, we were 100% sure we would be able to do it. And by the third day, we figured out how to ask people because initially, we were just stuttering and stammering, yeah, right. you know, uh, you know, trying to explain. We're doing this thing. It's an idea for a... I mean, the, the, the film, when it's complete, will be... Uh, linear, you know, it has to, it can't really yeah. jump around. We have to, we start at point A, we're getting to point B. So we definitely get better as it goes on too. But what we, uh, what we fell on, and this was Aaron's idea, uh, the drivers would come up and they would see we'd had, lu had luggage. They would open up their trunk and we would stop them and we would say, now Mike. <laughs> before, before we put our stuff in here. Before you put that luggage in your car, I need to ask you a question. And they would look at you really weird at this point. <laughs> right. Will you take your pants off? And I would say, I know, they don't know what's, <laughs> they don't know what's coming. And then we would say, are you ready for an adventure? Oh God. And they would get, I know it sounds cheesy, but they would get a big smile on their face and they would be like, what do you, what, yeah, what, what do you got? <laughs> and then we would tell them and then, you know, the deeper into the, the states you got, they'd be like, 
wait a minute. You're telling me you left three days ago from Santa Monica and you've only been using Lyft? And then everyone... <laughs> Everyone agreed. Now, after that, we only had two drivers that said no. One guy said he didn't have enough gas to get us to Las Vegas. And another guy, we got in, we put the cameras up, and he saw how close the camera was on his window, and he was just like, I, I don't really want to be on camera. Okay. And he said, okay. Because so, that would be a waste of our time, too. Yeah, sure. Well, how many cameras did you use? We had, GoPros we up had, the front? We had three. Okay. We would have two in the front, one in the back. How long does it take to put those up? Literally really about about five minutes okay <laughs> suction cup them and then yeah, it's gotta be easier. we're not gonna glue this to your car no no sir. and you get an app on your phone that bluetooths to all the cameras oh and you can see a monitor so you can yeah. see so aaron was doing all that stuff and i would be chatting up the people and then we would go okay let's go how long did you budget that you it would think it would take you like five days six um, days i th- i thought it would be like two weeks at first and then oh my wife pilar who you know said um uh, you're not going to be gone for two weeks. That, she's like, two weeks seems like a lot. <laughs> right. And Aaron's wife said the same thing. So I said, okay, 10 days. And they, the wives agreed, 10 days. So, uh, but it took us eight. Okay. Yeah. So what were the hardest stretches? The hardest, stre- the, the hardest stretch was Cheyenne, Wyoming to North Platte, Nebraska. How many miles is that? It's like, I would have to look it up. It's like over, easily over 200. Okay. The reason that's the longest stretch is because in between there, there's no, other, there's no other towns that have Lyft. Well, this is a problem I had with Uber in Mexico City. This guy took me an hour outside the city to these temples. Uh-huh. But he told me, he was like, I can't get back. So this guy in Cheyenne or whatever drives yeah. you 200 miles. It's on his own dime getting back unless he gets a ride. Yeah, and he, he knows he's not going to get a ride. Okay, so he but did it anyway. Long, he did it anyway. And it, it, so we got dropped off in Cheyenne, and I'm checking everything out, and I go, I, I go, we might, we might not get a ride <laughs> out of here. I don't know how. I go, someone has to be willing to take us. We might be staying the night here because I don't know how many drivers will have to go through because it was already getting kind of dark. The first driver came. His name was Marvin, older gentleman, a Christian man, 10 kids. So we did our thing and he laughed and he goes, let me call mother and tell her I'll be late tonight. <laughs> and he drove us the whole let way. Let me call mother. This guy was great. He had like, he's like, you want a soda? And he'd pull out a cooler. He had like every soda. He's like, I got candy. There's chips in the bag. He had individual bags of chips. It was great. <laughs> did you go somewhere where there was only one driver in the entire place? Yeah. North Platte. Okay. That so was the guy. We get to North Platte. Well, no, this guy's from Cheyenne. Okay. This guy takes us from Cheyenne to North Platte. So we wake up. In North Platte, call a Lyft driver, nothing. Just nothing's coming up. There's no mm-hmm. drivers in the area. I check the website. I check everything. There's Lyft driver in North Platte. And finally, uh, the, the guy who ran the hotel uh, that we stayed in what, wasn't really understanding what Lyft was or what was. So Aaron goes to the next hotel and talks to the girl at the front desk. And she goes, oh, yeah, we, we have Lyft. And she, it, James. <laughs> he goes what do you mean James she goes James is our Lyft driver he's like the one, got, he's the guy he's the guy you got one guy and she's yeah and he goes okay well he's not answering his thing so we might have to we might have to cheat a little bit not cheating because it's still ride share but we thought we were gonna have to take Uber from North Platte so he goes do you have Uber she goes yeah James <laughs> one guy in North Platte he's the only game he's in the, town wow so I think she wonder how well he does He's retired. Okay. 
he he helps uh he does a lot of cool stuff there like him and his wife have motorcycles and they travel his wife's a bodybuilder and they travel across <laughs> country on their motorcycles and then he helps uh build houses for the needy he just does a bunch of stuff wow. he's a really fun guy james so i think she ended up having to like call james at his house and say turn your app on some guys need a ride <laughs> Now, Let me you, call mother. Yeah, Let me talk now, to mother. Now, if you ask me where he took us, I, I don't remember. I should have brought my uh, my map. But that it was, is uh, big sky country, man. It's spread out. I'm telling you. it was. Uh, Those are the last two states I haven't been to is Wyoming and Montana. You've been to all 50 states? Uh, uh, 48, other than those two. Well, what, are you, what are you waiting for? I, well, it's one of those things where it's like work never brought me there. Get in a lift. So, I know. Get, I get your ass over there. <laughs> it's just like, well... I could always go there, and I could knock those out in a weekend, yeah. really, if I wanted, but um, I heard they're beautiful. Yeah. What did you learn about Lyft drivers and basically these, because we have friends who drive. Yeah. Do you find it, it's people mostly, I want to say down on their luck, or is it young people trying to, it's, um, it's a mix of everything. It's everything. I mean, we had retired guys that just like, ah, I'm retired, but I just want to sit at home so I can make my own hours. And a lot of people said, well, you, you, we can meet some cool people. And like, they would always say, we can meet cool people like you and talk to you. <laughs> but uh, and there was a one kid who was, uh, he was, a, uh, he was a, a dad. He's probably like 30, but had a, a kid when he was in high school. And this was his job. He was like, really, this is my main focus right now. I just want to drive as much as possible and make as much money as I can. Some people had like a, I drive until I make this much money per week and then I don't drive the rest of the week. Once I hit that that number that I, I need or want. And people yeah. all walks of life. You have all immigrants and... Uh, oh, yeah, we had yeah we did. We had uh, a woman, Roland, who came here as a refugee with oh. her um, five brothers and sisters and her mom. Wow. But yeah, we had, you know, black, white, gay, straight, men, women, um, lots, of, lots of Hispanic people, a uh, kid named Fidel who came here from Cuba. Just, I mean, really, we, I mean, it was, um, took a while till we got our first female <coughs> driver. And then we were like, woohoo, you know, because we were like, mm -hmm. there just weren't, you know, there weren't many, but we did, we had, they were great. The women were all fantastic. They all had really great stories to tell. When you look back on some of those stories, what are some of the ones that jump out at you that you remember the most? Uh, well, Roland and, and uh, the refugee. Where was she from? Uh, you would ask me that. I don't know. Well, like Africa or uh, I forget Central America. Yes. Did she speak Spanish? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, but so I ask her to explain. I go. We hear the term refugee, and we oh, you came here, but what's the process to come here? You know, and she told you know is like fighters came to the village and started She's killing everybody. But yeah, and so her her mom took the kids and she said, and we, with what we had on our back and they just walked out of the village. I'm like, well, how long do you walk? You know what I mean? It's like, as long as it takes, as long as it takes. Yeah. And then when, when you finally, and then she told the whole process of how to get here. But when they finally get here, they, they put them all in a, like a three bedroom apartment. And she, she said, it's amazing because they, it's like the greatest thing ever. Where she, was she from? Where was, uh, where was, where did she live? Uh, this was in, I think this was in Des Moines, Iowa is where Des Moines. she picked us up. Wow, yeah. you ended up in Des Moines. I know. That's it's amazing. I know, like middle, middle America. Yeah. But she said that this country is second heaven. Wow. Obviously she's a religious person. Not obviously, but she was a religious yeah. person. So she. No, I mean, you, you think about that <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's pretty incredible that the, the stuff we take for granted. I, that's exactly it, what I told it's her. It's amazing. I go, we, we. 
I was, I go, I was, this is where I was born. I don't know anything different. And so you do take it from Yeah, and the anti-immigrant stuff, I always say that no one believes in the American dream more than immigrants. Yeah. I mean, it's the people here. Once you've been in this country for generations and generations and your family, maybe you're still in the lower economic ladder. Right. Those are the ones that have given up on it. They're yeah. just like, let's trash it, let's do it. But it's, you know, nobody wants it more yep. than immigrants. And they do realize that you can just work as hard as you can and still have some opportunity to move right. ahead. Yeah. Because most places, it's not that way. No. You got to have connections. You, you got to have know. a family. You've been to those places. Yeah. You got to have a family uh, name or, you know, or it's insanely corrupt that you, you got to bribe people every step of the way. You know, it's, so it's, it's unfair. We had Here a, it's a much more fair. We had a, a woman, Maria, who's from Mexico, but she's she's a citizen. She's been here for 20 years. Uh, Not till that wall gets put up, friend. She, she's had a government job. She works in the school system. All, but she drives Lyft to make some extra money. She told us she had a passenger, got in. A guy got in the front seat, and they start driving. She goes, and it's snowing out. I'm taking him to the airport because he's a pilot. And he says to her, Oh, Lyft must not have a, a very good vetting system. She's like, well, why would you say that? And he goes, because you're obviously, you're obviously, obviously an illegal immigrant. Illegal? Yeah. Okay. And she said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you're, you know, and she, she pulled over and she goes, no, sir, you're wrong. And she said, uh, what airline do you work for? Because they hire stupid people. Because <laughs> anyone who would say that. And she was going to kick them out, like in the oh, middle man. of the snow. And I was like, oh, good for you, Maria. But she goes, but then I didn't. I took them. But yeah. I'm like, wow. good for you standing up to yourself. Did for uh, yourself. Uh, any of the women have story? I mean, they get a lot of creeps, too. I mean, especially drunken morons. We ask all of them about driving at night, and none of the women drove at night. Wow. Because they said it's just not. It's That's not another safe. thing we don't think about as yeah. men. No. Like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think twice about doing it. And then... Uh. Yeah, but we have our friend Mike who who does it, and he's got a story. People throwing up in his car, and Mike's a big guy. He's a big dude, and he's still he's been punched in the back of the head. Yeah, like you would you would not you would think that he wouldn't get any trouble. <laughs> he's a nice right. he's nice and friendly, but he's big, and you would think no one's gonna mess with this guy. Yeah. So anybody have a, like uh, been robbed or anything like that? Or? No, no one had. You know, some people had story. You know, people throwing up in the car and. I, I, one, one, a couple people told me that the, one of the biggest things is when a group of people will come and they, they want to get five people in your car that only holds four people. And they're like, it's okay. It's just going to be like a mile. And he's like, no, I can't wait. Yeah, she'll just sit on my lap in the back. He's like, no. And that's then the, they get pissed off because they're drunk. Right. And you did this in the summer, right? So the weather was fine? Yeah, we did this in August. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the northern route was no... No, no, no problem. <laughs> we we had a couple rain, rain, hard rain one night, and the kid who was driving us, it was like he never had driven in the hard rain before, and I, I was white knuckling it. That was our first day. I was like, oh man. <laughs> did I, so? It took eight days in the end. It took eight days. Yeah, in the end. Where did you? How did you decide where to spend the nights? And it was just like um, at a certain I, time of night. Did you think? Oh, we're not going to get a ride at this time of night. We're better off in the morning. Since I didn't know how it would go for the first two nights, I had booked uh, Airbnbs. Oh, okay. But the the problem with that is we had to get to Now that. you're locked in. We locked in for those two nights. Then after that, we would just get a hotel wherever our endpoint was that day. Yeah. You don't need to do that anymore yeah. with a, like phone apps and yeah. hotels.com no. or whatever yeah. it is. And, yeah, and we... Uh, 
we the the first Airbnb when we got to this was the kid that was driving in the pouring down rain. He lets us out. It's pouring down rain. Our instructions are like to walk down the driveway. It's pitch black. We finally find this like house, and we the doors open, so we walk in, and then a light goes on inside. I'm like, I think we're at the right place. And I text the woman. She's like, Yeah, that's it. And so, but it was pitch black. The next morning, we wake up, and Aaron goes, "You got to come out here." We go out. It was a horse ranch. There were horses, <laughs> and like dogs and horses. I'm like, we where was this? Know, um, this was in, I think this was in Colorado. Oh my gosh. Golden Springs, I think Colorado. Wow. Um, but yeah, we just, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but Aaron, we, we, we shared lodging. We were both, we didn't get our own hotel rooms or anything. We just slept in the same room. Cause literally nah, the, come on. you're there for a night. You're yeah. just crashing and, and by the time we would get to our final destination and if it was, like that night, it was late at night, so it was just straight to sleep. But normally, we'd get to our final destination, check into hotel, have dinner, talk about what happened during the day, go back to the hotel, and out. Right. Immediately out. No full, <laughs> no, you know, he would, he would, du- like he would double, download he would back up all footage. the footage, yeah, okay. and he double backed it up on two external hard drives, but we were out. And then I tell people, the way the day went, we would leave. We would go to our next place and they would say, where do you want me to drop you off in wherever? And we'd say, near Starbucks. <laughs> we would go to the star, in a Starbucks, get a drink or a sandwich, use the restroom, and then right back out. And that was, it was just nonstop. And when you get in the car, you have to be on. Yeah. So you, you can't just, normally if I'm in a car and I'm a passenger, I'm asleep. <laughs> that couldn't happen. So you were on the road for many years as how we met yeah. doing comedy. And we saw a lot of the country. Yeah. Um, but it's been a while. You've been out in L.A. for 20 years or something. 24 years. Um, so it's been a while since you drove across, right? Right. Um, have you learned anything? Well, no, not true, actually. Well, you well, drove your daughter to school. Well, uh, well no, we flew. There. My nephew, okay. when he moved out here, I flew to Pennsylvania and then drove out with him. Okay. Um, but but you uh, has anything changed that you could tell in the country? I mean, has it been a while? Or did you learn anything about America that you didn't know before? Well, the drivers would definitely tell us about the surrounding air areas, what the industry was, or all kinds of stuff like that. Now, I can't remember all that stuff right. off the top of my <laughs> head right now. I would have to look at the 40-plus hours of footage, oh. but which I have looked through, but certain things stick and certain things don't. But, did- um, but I didn't see any... Nothing changed. I mean, every... You know, beautiful, you know, I saw in Colorado and uh, through Wyoming and stuff, just beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. It's like, and when you're driving, you take it for granted, I think. But when you're the passenger, I could really look around Did you check it out. Did they ever start, did it ever get political and you shut them down and like, hey, we're, this is not that kind of movie? We knew, we knew the parts of the country where. It might run into it. And we didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to get kicked. Like uh, the the gentleman who I said who was a Christian man with the ten kids, he was definitely in the Trump camp. Well, sure, because he, yeah. he didn't have a TV, he didn't have a radio, he didn't have any of that. Doesn't he said none of that? Wow. But at one point he dropped the phrase "fake news" on me, uh. and I was like, "Well, how do you know that phrase?" <laughs> now I didn't say that, and some people might say, "Why not?" But again, we're in the middle of nowhere. He wants to let us kick us out of the car. He can. Yeah. And 
I just didn't feel like he he wasn't talking about politics. You know, right? What I mean? It just came up. Just came up. He just threw out there. He also has a smartphone with an app, so he's not yeah. completely you know off the grid. Right. He's not completely. <laughs> he's off got the grid. a Lyft app. But then when we got closer east, people did want to talk about politics. They did. They did. Hmm. We had this one African American woman, uh, Jamalia, I think is her name, and um, her husband voted for Trump. Hmm. And I said, "Was well, is your husband African American?" She's like, "Yep." And so the way she said it, I go, who, who, "Who?" I go, "She said my husband. He voted for Trump." <laughs> That's how she said it, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, how do you feel about that? What did you say to him?" She goes, "Well," and this was pretty pretty honest of her she said i didn't vote she goes and if you don't vote you can't complain wow hmm. i said yeah i go is he still down with him she's like mm, maybe not as much <laughs> all right but then we got when we got into new york with donna she was not she's oh. not on board at all <laughs> not on board at all at one point she said uh it was either about trump or sean hannity she goes He's a dope. A <laughs> dope. She was great. Loves the Mets. Brought oh, the Mets boy. up at all, anytime <laughs> she could. Uh, did you find, one of the things I don't like about driving across the country is that after a while, a lot of it starts looking the same. And especially in terms of chains. You said there was, you know, there was always a Starbucks. Yeah. And there's the Taco Bell next yep. to the Walmart, next to the thing. And then yep. after a while, you don't know where you're at anymore. No. That's the drag, I think. There's actually, Aaron just edited together a little run where I'm like, it's like, well, we're here in blah, blah, blah. He's like, nope, no, we're not. Yeah. I'm like, oh, where are we? It's like the old rock and roll thing. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> right. No, you're, you're not in Cleveland. You're in Greenville. But yeah, it was like hard to keep it straight. And I'm looking at maps and stuff all... I actually had an old school... I bought a big atlas. Oh, gosh. It was, it was easier for me to look... At once. At the big, I love maps. I love yeah. them. I hate staring at the phone and screening through scrolling. Yeah, scrolling, it does scrolling. Help I needed to look at the whole, because then I could see, all right, Plan we're, it out. we're yeah. here. Okay, this is our next big area. Do they have lift there? Check it out. They don't. Does this place? Nope. But this place does. So this next driver has got to agree to take us this far. Right. Well, you don't have to get specifics, uh, but, I mean, what was... Did you reach your budget? Did you go over your budget? Uh, you don't have to say what it was, but... Uh, a couple days before I left, uh, uh, my wife, who's uh, super supportive and 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 not... and Former guest of the show, Pilar, Pilar Alessandra. Uh, she's uh, really supportive, and but she had a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a meltdown. <laughs> she's like, because I was just watching TV, you know, seriously, I'm just watching TV, not a care in the world, because that's kind of how I go about life anyway. and she said i'm a little concerned about this she the big concern was i was leaving on the first day our youngest was starting high school oh okay. and it was just here's how it went we were supposed to go in june and then my schedule and errands didn't link up so the only the only time we could see to do it was in august so uh pilar had some concerns and she's like next week's really not the best time to go. Can you guys do it another time? And I just said to her, I go, I really feel this is one of those things that if I, if we don't do it next week, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do it. And I go, and I really need to do this. I want to do it and I need to do it. And she said, okay. And then she said, um, 
how much do you think this is going to cost? I go, I don't think it's going to be too bad. And she's like, I go, she's like, I think it's going to be really expensive. I go, no, it's not. I go, I've been, because I could get on the Lyft app and plot some points and see how much that would, mm-hmm. I go, no, nah, I've been looking, it's not going to be that bad. And she, and she's like, I go, what do you think it's going to cost? She goes, I think it's going to cost $20,000. I go, 20000 I said, no. I go, honey, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even do it if it was going to be <laughs> right. 20. I go, in my head, my number is 10. I go, and that's high. Yeah. And, and you're including everything like I'm including our, our meals, our night hotels. stay and our our hotels. Right. And uh, we just stayed at, you know, nothing 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 ex- I just like something clean. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. bugs or anything. You know, just something, you know. Holiday Inn Express, exactly. uh yeah, Hampton whatever. Inn, whatever. Exactly. So, um then she says, "All right." She goes, you don't seem like you're preparing for this at all. And I said, I go, <laughs> look. You see, I'm watching Game of Thrones. Of I course. said, honey, I go, I bought all the equipment. I went on Amazon, boom, boom, bought the equipment. I go, it's all here. I go, because I host a podcast. So I go, I've been, <laughs> I've been talking to people and interviewing people for eight years. I go, I really, I don't know what is going to happen in the moment. And I don't want to, ha- and I didn't want to have like a, a book- script. I didn't have any questions written down. Now, obviously, you would ask some of the same questions. Married, kids, where are you from? How did you get here? Those things. But I didn't want to be that beholden to like a, a telemarketer script. Right. So all, the, all my answers put her at ease. And then she said, have you checked on the internet to see if anyone has ever done this before? And I said, a little bit, but not too much. She said, what if someone's already done this before? And I just said, well, remember when ER, not ER, remember, yeah, remember when <laughs> ER and Chicago Hope both came on TV at the same time, basically the same show? I go, we'll just let the chips fall, see who does it better. I go, I'm confident that we can do a good job. So I put her, I put her to ease. <laughs> then about, after the first day, second day when we were posting pictures on Facebook of the drivers and stuff, She's got really excited, and now she's the biggest <laughs> fan of the project there is. But you didn't say, did it come in under the your ten thousand dollars budget? It did, but we have an Indiegogo now because we're trying to raise the finishing funds. The you know color, yes, we, color we correction, that. music, you know all all the things that go into making a film. So. And where can people sign up for that? Well, if you're on Twitter, you can go to at uplift doc, and it's lift with a Y. And there's a link there on the Twitter page. And if you're not a Twitter person, I'm pretty sure if you just Google Uplift Documentary Indiegogo, it's going to come up. It's, okay. It's going to come up. So, How's think, it going so far? We are, I think we're at 19% of our goal. We're trying to raise 30 grand. Mm-hmm. So we're at 19%. We still have 45 days left. Um, it's been, I mean, my nephew who's younger said... You get money up front, and then it's it's at the tail yeah. end. In the middle, sometimes it's slow, but I don't want it to be slow. You know, I keep telling I you know what do I want to say? The lowest the lowest amount you can give is five dollars, and right. it's like if everyone listening gave five dollars, <laughs> the goal would be met immediately. You know what I mean? Right, it's yeah, just so yeah. funny. Like no one has to give you know those thousand or hundred or two fifty. I mean, people have, but really. Like one person gave twenty five and then they texted me, 
sorry, it could only be that. I'm like, that's that's fine. That's fine. that's great. Thanks. It's great. Any amount, every amount is good. But yeah, literally, I'm always in my head like, if everyone just gave five dollars right now, <laughs> we're done. Done. What's so, the most? What was the most expensive leg uh, journey? During the whole trip across, it might have been the it might have been the um, Cheyenne, Wyoming to North Platte. Just for the distance, just for the distance, and we crossed state lines and. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask. They uh, do the rates change across country in terms of like uh, whether it's urban or rural. Depending or- on the hour of the day. If it's yeah. like, you know, if it was early in the morning, it was probably fine. Once it got to be where it would be a high traffic area where, or at night, if a lot of people wanted rides, yeah. Did you get smacked with surge pricing every so often? Uh, every so often. But it's so funny. I wasn't even concerned with what, you know, I, I, I got a brand new credit card strictly mm-hmm. for the trip. And uh, I got a line. You hit of, your minimums. Yeah. Got your I, bonus. Yeah. And I got a line of credit on, <laughs> I got a line of credit on Amazon to buy the equipment. And so I, w- I just put everything on that. We didn't do anything extravagant. We didn't have yeah. big dinners or anything. But I didn't really, I wasn't even worried about what the trip would cost. I'd be like, eh, that one was that one was this or that one was that. But did Because I-, I couldn't worry about that. I mean, if, if that was part of the, can you do it and at this budget, I was just, yeah. that's too much. Did Now, Lyft has a tip option. Did you tip at all? Oh, yeah, I tipped everyone. I, I think I gave everyone like a $10 tip. Okay. I don't know if that was conducive to a super long ride, but there might have been... Okay, there was a guy, Johnny, who didn't have... I felt like this guy was really down on his luck. I just Mm -hmm. felt like he was. He was a really nice guy. So, And he had a big car. He goes, I got to stop for gas before... So I filled his tank up before we... Because he drove us from... We were in the Quad Cities, and he was driving us into, into, like... Was it Evanston or... Oh, all the way across Illinois. Yeah, really far. And then when he, we got to our destination, I said, before you drop us off at our destination, I said, uh, we'll gash up again. Oh, okay. And then That's I tipped nice. him too, because I just felt like he... Yeah. I, just, I could just tell. Was there a, a car that you pulled up and were like, this is a lift? This is like uh, people using... As it mostly kind of... I'm assuming most of them are smaller, efficient cars. Yeah, some car... I mean, some yeah, people had... an army had, of Priuses, probably. Some people had really nice cars, and some people had like cars, and I'm like... This car's a little crappy. <laughs> not a great car. Or the not very efficient. Yeah. So, okay. Why are you driving an eight-cylinder uh, Bronco? One one girl's car, uh, Terry, I call her a girl because she's uh, probably 20 years younger than me, so I say <laughs> girl. Um, we were driving, and, and I was in the front seat at this point. Aaron and I would switch. Uh, in the because, front or back seat? Yeah, because I, I told him when we started, I said, this is our project. Just because I'm asking you to do it, and I go... I want it. I don't want to be in the front seat the whole time. I want you to be involved with the talking and the questioning. So we switched every other driver. Okay. So, um, but I was in the front for the Terry's car, and right in the glove compartment, all of a sudden you'd hear this like, and we'd just go on, and I'm like, what is what is that? She's like, oh, it's a noise it makes sometimes. I'm not quite sure. And then it would stop. And when it would happen, it would scare me because it wouldn't. It wasn't a slow ramp up. It would all of a sudden you'd be talking. You'd be like, so where are you from? I'm like, oh no, two. Yeah, but um, was there something that you wanted to prove, or was there a point to it? I mean, most documentaries and everything that you're trying to show something or prove something. What was the mission on this one? I just wanted to, 
I just wanted to interview a nice cross section of America. And so that we could really see that even though it's, it's an old saying, but you know, we're all different, but at the core, we're all the same. We want the same things, you know, family, friends, you know, make a, uh, a livable wage, you know, not be discriminated against no matter if you're, if it's ageism, sexism, racism, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really think we got that. And then if you add in, which wasn't like a thing starting out, but you add in, well, can you even do this? Can you really, can we take lift across the country? Is, can we do it? When we got to Boston, that was, that was the thing. When we finally hit the, the final ride, driver the final destination it really felt good i'm like I, I think we just did something that no one's ever done that's great yeah so that was kind of a cool feeling and if you you have teenagers yeah and i'm hearing now from my friends with teenagers that they don't really this urge to drive that we had you know the minute i turned 16 i was at mm-hmm. the dmv because that was my freedom you know i was like i yeah. wanted a license bad but a lot of teenagers now don't even don't even bother. A, right. they don't have to like leave the house to communicate with their friends. They right. can FaceTime or whatever. Right. And also, they a lot of them use Lyft and Uber. My oldest daughter will be 18 in October, Ezra. And um, they don't, uh, they really don't have a desire to drive. But it's expensive. I mean, the insurance alone is yeah, crazy. Um, I'm, ac- I'm okay with it, but Pilar wants them to learn. Now, my youngest, she wants to drive big time and she is um they're different kids yeah my youngest is going to be a great driver she asks all kinds of questions like she'll ask <laughs> what what is that what does this double yellow line mean and what is that and why did that guy just do that and and like f- since she was like 12 she's 14 now but tw- 11 or 12 i could say can you direct me home from here and she'd say yep wow my oldest never knows, never knows where we're <laughs> yeah, at right <laughs> uh this, by the way, this idea came from driving my oldest daughter to high school. There's a lot of time in the car. And we were just talking one morning about, wonder how far you could take a lift. I don't know. And I said, could wonder if you could take one to, from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. So Ezra looked it up. Yep, you can do it. And then we just started to talk about, I wonder if you could lift across the country. And I think it was uh, Ezra who said, that would make a great documentary. And then I just, right then and there, I just go, I'm doing that. And she goes, what do you mean you're doing that? I go, I, I'm, I, I think this is a doable project. I want to do this. I'm going to do it. That's great. Yeah. See, she inspired you. She did. The inspired me. Um, I think about this now because they said this is going to be a more common thing that, you know, as, as businesses don't, hire people for life or anymore and you yeah. know you don't have one job it's kind of a gig economy yeah your house is a hotel yep. your car is a taxi uh i'm was the majority of these people lift was their only thing or it's like a side thing a side hustle? Uh, a side thing or a retirement thing yeah um it was cool that uh how much people were opening up to us and we realized after a couple of days that it's because they're in their own car it's their safe space. Yeah. The cameras really aren't intrusive. They're not big. And so after 10 minutes, they don't even know. They, we're just having a conversation. I guess the only thing you can compare it to, I guess there was that, there was that old taxi cab confession show. Or, but that you know, was more about 
the people in the back uh, in yeah. their own world doing craziness. It wasn't more about the driver. What made me think that this would could be done was watching comedians in cars getting coffee. Okay, yeah, because it it really feels like that's just sometimes you get a shot from outside the camera because they they are with a crew, but everything inside the car. Because when they do a wide shot outside, you can see that there's GoPros in the car. So I'm like, oh, right. yeah, those shots are just GoPros. You think? What's, what do you suppose Seinfeld's budget on that is? Uh, he, <laughs> he pro- I don't know, a ton. He probably just pays for it. It's just a hobby project for him. No, he's got. They got sponsors. Like Jerry, companies. throw us a bone on the Indiegogo. <laughs> no kidding. Probably has that in his wallet. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, but I've never done anything like this. I didn't really, I didn't really tell. Did you know I was doing it before I did it? No, I didn't know that. I didn't really. I'm one of those people that like part of me wants to tell a bunch of people because when you tell people you're going to do it, then you really have to do it, <laughs> right? And if it doesn't go off, everybody's going to ask you, hey, whatever happened yeah. to that thing you were talking. But about? then part of me, I sometimes I'm like, I don't want to say a lot of stuff because it could jinx it. So I or just, give your idea away, or give my idea away. Yeah, that's another thing I said to my wife. I go got to do it before someone else might do it. <laughs> um, people ask me if we, if I would ever do it again. I felt tired like for three weeks after doing it. <laughs> I really did. I would do it if I could do it like across like Europe. That's what I mean. It was, like, there's yeah. an idea of doing this uh, internationally. Yeah, I would do. I mean, look, look. Europe could do, but although a lot of cities are fighting Uber and Lyft in your like Paris, they rioted the taxi drivers because and uh, London is a big country. It was on and then it was off and it was on because being a driver is is a, a full time job. Yeah, to, and well, that would be another level. These guys out of work. That would be another level to doing it in another country. I yeah, guess. they're putting these guys out of work. So yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of requirements to be like a London uh, drive the black cabs, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's a full time job, and they got to take hard tests. You got to know every street in London and. And then some punk with a, a Civic is now <laughs> yep. taking their livelihood. So well, I it's, filled it's out the application online, and now I'm driving yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So that's it's a weird thing. But again, I took Uber all through Mexico City, and it was a game changer. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were nicer than the taxis. Yeah. Uh, when you don't have to exchange money and haggle in another language, I mean, that's huge. And you got a record of the driver, and is yeah, it's it's, it's changed nightlife in L.A. Well, stuff like I mean. Like when I go to, if I go to Target to shop, I, I always choose to go to the self checkout. And it's like, well, am I putting, am I putting someone out of a job if I'm doing this? There used to be guys that pumped gas. Now we pump our own gas. Yeah. I'd rather have someone pump my gas. Yeah. There's only, I think New Jersey is the only place they, really? they bought it. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, it's, um, you know, the grocery store and the lines are crazy. I'm like, I got two things and I just ring it up over here. Right. So you know, are you putting someone out of a job? I don't know. But Inevitably, job? though, you there's a something happens, and yeah. then someone has to come and help you. They want to replace us all with robots anyway. Yeah. If they can, they would. I'm not getting in a car that doesn't have a driver. You wouldn't do that? That seems to be the next thing. I would be too Take a driverless out. car across country. Unless it was on a track. If there's a track <laughs> down the highway that it stays on. Disney style? Yeah, monorail style. <laughs> so if you, if you are going to do another project... I mean, do you have any ideas or anything like that? I do not. I do not have another idea currently. But um, what do you hope the ultimate goal of this is? I, I would like. Uh, I would. You know, obviously, like I, I'd like it to be like on Netflix. And we have. Um, 
you know, we're we're you know, chatting. I don't know why you couldn't. It's it's There's really two fire festival things out there on online. Two fire now. festival things. <laughs> this is really something you can watch with your family too. Okay. I mean, we didn't. Um, I didn't intentionally not swear, but um, but there was no need to. You know. You know, there's right. no there's no need to. I mean, there's probably there's probably a few swear words, but we we're not talking <laughs> about anything that's salacious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, I really feel that it's really going to be something that families are going to be able to watch. And did you have a celebration when you hit the end in Boston? Oh yeah, where did we go? We went to um oh what was the place? Denny's. No, there was a there was a fish and chip place, Sullivan's. Oh. An Irish place in Boston? I never. Uh, yeah, that sounds. It was insane. a fish and chip what? place, like right in at Boston Harbor. Oh, that's. Great. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I when we got back to the hotel, like an hour later, I'm like, I want to go back there and eat again. <laughs> any other travel recommendations? Since people are, uh, well, I don't travel have any, lovers here. I, I don't. Ha- I mean, I don't have any travel recommendations. The way I just traveled. No, I mean, it was, were there parts of the country you would say I want to come back here and explore a little uh, more? Vail, Colorado was. Oh, it's gorgeous. It was amazing. We did t- we did stop there and have lunch there. That was one of our stops, and we and they they were having a a bike race through town. It was it was great. Yeah, and um, yeah, Colorado was beautiful. And we were in Denver. Denver looked pretty great too. Um, why did you go across to Evanston and not Chicago? Did you have a friend there well, or we, something? We, you were staying? Yes, Aaron. Okay. Aaron had a family friend, and that was the one night we stayed where it didn't cost us anything. And, nice. I, and I got to be honest, we didn't want to leave the next day. We're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, when you're used to hotels and well, you like stay we did in la- We did laundry homes, there like, and oh. home-cooked meal, home-cooked breakfast, you know, other people to talk like about, life. share our stories. And then from Evanston, we went down through Chicago. Yeah. South Bend. South Bend, Indiana is nice. Is it? Oh, I mean, Notre Dame Did you Univers- ever work there when we were living well, there? I just, we were right by Notre Dame University. So oh, okay. the town around there seemed really nice. It's a nice time of year. I don't know nice if you, you don't want to go there. back now and in this weather. No, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, my my dream would be you know you're at a film festival and some of the drivers get to come and sit and watch it and then you know people at, can ask questions of me and Aaron and the driver. You know, in your head you have like, oh, this would be great if this happened. But yeah, if it could be, it could if it could get on Netflix or Hulu, Amazon, a platform where everyone could see it. That would be great. Well, that's great. Well, so, give, uh, give the address again where people can uh, donate money. Uh, Indiegogo. Yeah, just if you Google Uplift Documentary Indiegogo, I'm sure it comes right up. And for tw- Twitter people, it's at Uplift Doc, and that's Lift with a Y. And uh, yeah, currently we've just gone through, we have 40 hours of footage, and Aaron is an editor, so he's starting to put together a, a rough cut. And I look through all the footage. I used to work in a story produced for reality television. So I could look through and mark all the good stuff, the funny stuff. I told him anything funny, keep in, but anything poignant or dramatic or life affirming or whatever, keep all that in. So with 30 drivers and 40 hours of footage, I have no doubt that there's something great in there. And if you could take all that and put it in a machine and push a button oh. and it would spit out the perfect edit, <laughs> yeah. that would be amazing. But th- that doesn't exist. So people don't realize that's the, that's the most time consuming part of this whole thing is the yeah. editing and plowing through the footage. And, and, her, and it makes or breaks oh. the film. Yeah. So if you go to Indiegogo, you can see the teaser trailer and I think it's really fun. And I think it'll give you a nice uh, idea of the, um, 
of how we would like the the final film to, to and move. We would be remiss if we didn't plug the Rock Solid podcast. Oh yes, and then uh, Twitter. You can go to Rock at Rock Solid Show. I have a rock uh, comedy music podcast. I've talked about it many times on uh, here. Mike is one of my rotating co-hosts, and we do fun topics like play your favorite song with the color blue in the title, <laughs> with the na- with the word blue in the title. Or we do Mike and I do something called Title Fight, where we take two songs that have the same title, but they're not the same song. They just have the same title. And then I've had guests. So my most recent guests were Nancy Wilson from Heart and Sean Cassidy. Was, Sammy Hagar was Sammy on. Sammy Hagar's been on. Weird Al Yankovic. The, all the Bangles have been on. Um, Marshall Crenshaw, Rick Elliot, Springfield. Elliot Easton from Elliot the Cars. Easton from the Cars. Randy we, Bachman's coming on. Yep, next week I'm going to sit down with Randy Bachman. And, and there's Guess a ton- the show here, Alexi Lawless has yeah, been on. Yeah, Alexi Lawless is a, likes my show, so now he comes on. David <laughs> Wilde from Rolling Stone Magazine has become my friend, and he comes on. So, yeah, it's been a great thing. I've been doing it for eight years, and it never gets old. I never tire of it. It's always fun. So We get old and tired. We get old and tired, yeah. <laughs> Travel across the country, you're tired for three weeks. Our music gets old and tired. Yeah, music gets old and tired. Tired. <laughs> Jokes get old and tired. Oh, I forgot to ask you. What about music for the... Do you have to get music rights? You're going to do original music for this? Um, Aaron actually does music, but then a couple former guests of the show, I've actually put out to them to see if they would write uh, oh, a song cool. or two, including... Uh, my friend Heather Stewart, who is an amazing singer songwriter, and uh, you know, so great might be able to spin rock solid into getting some songs in there. But awesome. yeah, music is definitely going to is is a big factor and something that the money is going to go to. So, <laughs> oh, you mean you're going to call up? Hey, we're in Jersey now. Time to play some Bruce. Bruce, can hey, you get a- yeah, for every region, you got to call the, you know, on the streets of Liftadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this, man. No, this is fun. By. All right. Pat Francis, everyone. The movie is Uplift. Uplift the movie. Thanks. Thank you.